Before we begin another episode of the One Word Podcast, we want to stop and share with our listeners that freedom was not a reactionary choice. We had thought of and chosen the word freedom long before what is happening in our world today. We want to stop and recognize that there is racial injustice in our country, the United States, and we want to say that much of the content and much of the ideas that we had thought of for the word freedom came before these realities were happening in our world. We want to say that we're with you and we want to fight for freedom in the truest sense so that everyone experiences freedom in the same way. And so as we discuss freedom today, we're not pushing aside any issues or favoring one group of people over another. We're simply discussing what freedom means and what it has meant throughout the history of the world as we look at examples of people that have fought for freedom and as we seek to follow their examples in fighting for freedom in our world today. So we hope you enjoy this episode of the One Word Podcast. Hello and everyone, welcome to the One Word Podcast. It's your boys Josh and Nick and we are back in action. Let's go. What's up everyone? Welcome back to this episode of the One Word Podcast today. We are talking about freedom. Specifically, we're going to talk a little bit about examples of people throughout history of the world that have fought for freedom. Yeah, we're so excited. The title of today's episode is called Freedom Fighters, and our big idea is that freedom is worth fighting for. So buckle up and let's dive in. Come on. Let's go. Laner, dude, it is good to be back on the One Word Podcast. It is. This will be a lot of fun. I know. We are in the same room together, which hasn't happened in a while. And actually, an OG room for us. Yes. The room that we recorded our first ever One Word Podcast. The very in. first one. Man. Wow. Uh, courage. Taking the first step, right? Yep, we talked about I think Nehemiah. So. That's wild. That is great stuff. Hey, before we dive into this episode, yes. I want to encourage all of our listeners to go back and listen to our last episode. I wasn't in that one. Nick, you and Sydney did a great job. Yes, that's right. Sydney killed it. Uh, it was her first time on the episode. Um, she talked a lot about the feelings train and yes. shifting perspective. So it was good. It was I good love stuff. that. But let's dive into this episode today. We're talking about freedom fighters and our big idea Again, is freedom is worth fighting for. Mm. Nick, what's our first point today? Dude, so in talking about freedom and the fact that our big idea is freedom is worth fighting for, we say that because people are at the center of freedom. Mm. Freedom is just a huge word that could go like a number of different directions. Mm. But we think it's so important and we think that it's worth fighting for, which we're going to talk about during this episode, because people are at the center. And so we believe everyone's made in the image of God, Mm -hmm. um, but throughout history, power has been abused by some people to make other people objectively less than human. That's right. And right now, a lot of people are picturing in their minds like slavery in the United States, Mm -hmm. which is an atrocious example of this power being abused. Um, But we've seen this all throughout history of humankind. And we see it in other places other than just the United States right That's now. Right. Not to downplay one or the other, but it's just a, a sad, sickening reality of the fallenness of humanity. That's and right. so that causes injustice, which is worth fighting against injustice as we fight for freedom. So, yeah, our first point is just that freedom is worth fighting for because people are at the center. And so this episode, Nick, you talked about how power has been abused throughout all history to make people less than human. And so yep. we're going to talk about some people who are champions, who are freedom fighters, who fought against that in yeah. areas and their context where people were treated as less than human. For and sure. again, that's against, from the very beginning, God created humans and said they were very good and yeah. they made in his image. Yeah. So that's the starting point. But along the way, we have disrupted that and oh, we have messed that up. We've messed that up it as up. humans. I've heard so. an analogy or a story to kind of describe it of like, if you just think of a huge party and you're attending the party 
and there's like constantly food. Like you theoretically live here at this party. I don't know exactly, okay. but there's like constantly food being brought out and there's never a shortage of food. You can have like, there's anything you want. There's fruit, there's dessert, there's appetizers, there's whatever. There's people, a group of people at the party that get scared that the food's going to stop coming. And so oh. they start to take some and they take more and more into their own room. And then other people start to notice that they don't have any food. And so as people start to notice that the food isn't plentiful, plentiful, bleh, plentiful <laughs> for, right. for everyone at the party, they start to go to the people with the food, right? Mm. And so the people at the party that are hoarding the food, that are keeping it all, have no reason to do this. They have no right to the food any more than anyone else, but they have taken advantage of their opportunity to cease more food and to be able to manage the distribution of it or whatever that means. Sure. And so that's like kind of an example of injustice and an example of there's a group of people in that situation that are theoretically more free to eat than the other people. Sure. Um, and so I think that is what we're talking about, I guess. I don't even know if that like connected no, that with good. what we're saying. That was good. That was a great illustration. My mind. If it was a real party and real food, I'd be, I'd be <laughs> the one hoarding all the dessert. Yeah, you, know, you definitely would be. <laughs> That's gold. Oh, but yeah, so again, fighting for freedom, it's not just the right thing to do because it's cool or it's popular. Mm. It's the right thing to do because there's intrinsic value in every single person that has breath in their lungs. And so we believe it's not okay just to sit on the sideline and watch That's right. while some people abuse power and some people are abused by power. People are taken advantage of, they're exploited, enslaved, or mistreated. And Jesus didn't sit on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. So that's not what we're trying to do either. I love that. I want to highlight what you said there, Nick. You said... Fighting for freedom isn't the right thing to do because it's trendy or popular. It just yeah. is the right thing to do. Right, exactly. Right? And we live in a world where there's textbooks, there's social media. We can learn all about these heroes. Yeah. But back when they were doing it, they were not being praised. They were not being applauded. No one was looking to them and going, wow, you're really doing a great thing. Exactly. It was often them having to put up resistance to the norm. And the norm was not okay. And the norm was not right. Yeah. And they had the vision to see this is not okay. This is not right. For sure. Yeah. And we'll get into that too. Let's go over some of these people that we have yeah, highlighted as a list of freedom fighters. Let's do it. So this this term freedom fighters was originated from what we could find um, in India's fight for independence their fight against colonization from from the West, from yeah. Britain um, and other countries in Europe. And so that's where the term freedom fighters came from. And there's a whole list of people. Tons of them. Um, and names, yeah, that were, that were labeled freedom fighters because they were fighting against the oppression of colonization. Yes, that's right. And we put Harriet Tubman down there. Nick, talk a little bit about Harriet Tubman. Yeah, just obviously a legendary freedom fighter. Yes. True legend, like someone that fought for her own life, who Mm -hmm. saw what was wrong in slavery, who saw her family get separated um, by being sold to another family. Um, And she wanted to do something about it. She knew that it wasn't right. And so she had to escape. She wanted to escape. Um, But freedom for herself, which this is someone we're going to keep coming back to throughout the podcast. Certainly. She wasn't just after freedom for herself. She was after freedom for a whole people group. That's right. And this is an excellent example of definitely she wasn't doing the thing that was like popular. No right? way. No she way. was doing the thing that was right. That's Even right. Even though it cost her, it didn't like cost her her life. She wasn't fight or she didn't die in the Underground Railroad and, and right. escaping or bringing other people to freedom. But it easily could have at any moment. That's right. She was risking her life to do that. Yeah. And so she found freedom worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, and so she's an excellent, excellent example of a freedom fighter definitely i I have down there the greensboro four which i don't know if many people would know of them yeah uh, they were a group of four young men 
who were the first known people to sit at a segregated lunch counter. And that was in 1960. So when you think about that, and when we were studying for this, there was kind of a moment where I was just kind of like jaw dropped. Yeah. Kind of just one of those surreal moments where mm-hmm. it's like 1960 is only 60 years ago. That's crazy. Right? It's just, that doesn't even feel real to no, think about. No, it doesn't. Right? Um, so the Greensboro Four, but they changed the course of the Jim Crow South forever, yeah. which is just super cool. Yeah, that's a that's a great example. Something as little as walking into a restaurant. Yeah. I say something as little, like it wasn't just walking into a restaurant. But Then it wasn't. Right, right. But yeah, that's huge. Obviously, we have the example of Martin Luther King Jr., mm. who is just an exemplary freedom fighter and especially someone who carried the vision of freedom so Certainly. well for so many people. And we're going to talk about that. I think of Gary Haugen, who started yeah. International Justice Mission, who saw something in the Rwandan genocide um, that could have been prevented that was a result of the abuse of power, and so he wanted to do something about it. So he started a worldwide organization fighting for women and children who are oppressed by slavery, That's right. by forced labor, sex trafficking, all of these things. So he's fighting for justice and freedom for them um, along the world, and he's banded together thousands of people to do it yeah. with him. And for those who don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about his organization called International Justice Mission. Yes, yeah, Gary Haugen's the president of that. No, you're good. Yep. Just for those who don't know. Those who don't know him personally, like you, Nick. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I just got off the phone with him this morning. That's whatever. Oh man. Then we have uh, Nelson Mandela, right? Mm, he fought yep. against apartheid in South Africa. Um, just terrible things that went on there. But yeah, he was someone who even had to be imprisoned for an extended amount of time to fight for freedom. Yep. So again, freedom fighters, not glamorous, not mm-hmm. something that people were signing up for. But, man, really fought for freedom. Yeah. Amazing. We have William Wilberforce. We talked about him in our second episode. Um, He was someone that ended slavery in the parliament, the British parliament. Mm. And, geez, now I don't even remember the year. I think it was the late 1800s. (laughs) The late 1800s. It's been a while since episode two. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Seriously. But he he got the British parliament to abolish slavery when slavery was such a driving force of the economy. Right. In each of the people, each of the parliament members' lives. Mm-hmm. So that's just, that's mind-boggling. But it he really fought is. for freedom um, when he was in a position of power, he which did. is a truly remarkable he story, did. yeah. And if you want to learn more about him, we did talk about him in episode two. Yes. Back in our Courage episode two. Episodes. Come yes, on. that was great. And then we have, last on the list there is Corey Ten Boom, yep. right? Who uh, fought for freedom for uh, Jewish people during the Holocaust when they were being killed and taken to concentration camps. So there's a good list right there yeah. of freedom fighters. There's a solid list, an incredibly, incredibly incomplete list. Yes. Like this yes. list could go on for days and weeks and months. Certainly. Um, but these are some that we found as primary examples that many of us would be familiar with um, and examples of people that fought for freedom even when it cost them their lives mm. in many instances. So yes, we're gonna we're gonna dig into a little bit of the vision that they carried for freedom. Yeah. Um, how that worked and how we can be a part of that today. But um, first, Lena, we gotta get get you on the hot seat. Oh no! Come on, man. I was hoping you'd forget. Skip no, we, over that. Not a chance. We forget about the hot seat. <laughs> oh boy. I've got it in bold letters on my sheet right here. All right, Lena. Here we go. It's been a while since you've been on the hot seat. Yeah, but nice. we we want to know just some good some good juicy details from your college days back oh, no. at TU. Oh no! Give me an example or an instance of like an incredibly awkward roommate situation that had to do with like a date or like oh. romance or something something like that. Okay. Asking someone out, going on a okay. date, whatever. All right, all right. Well, let me gather my thoughts here. And while I do that, let me give a shout out to my awesome roomies of four years. <laughs> 
and one half-year roomie. Riley Remchisel, my half-year roomie, and then my, my two roomies, Alex Hunter and Colin Stump. I love you, boys. So good. actually got to talk to them on FaceTime last night. It was great. Oh. But I'm sorry, Colin. I think you get the embarrassing story. All right? So so we had, uh, we had done a challenge the night before. We were always messing with each other, always trying to embarrass each other in any way we could, as good roommates should. Of course. Right? Yeah. So uh, me and Alex and Colin, we had a challenge, and whoever lost had to uh, ask someone out the next Ooh. day on a date. All right. All right. And then we, we put the stakes higher, and you had to do it in a very awkward way. So Colin actually lost <laughs> that, and he ended up asking a girl out uh, by dropping a sugar packet, <laughs> picking it up, and asking if the girl had dropped her student ID. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh my goodness. Oh, man, so that was crazy. That's but it good. worked out for him. They ended up dating for a while. Dude, uh, that's the craziest part of the story is, to me. That's that nuts. Is. It worked. That is the crazy part. At least, like, part. partially. Yeah, seriously. Wow. Yeah. So now we... But I should give a shout-out during the hot seat to my man, Riley Rimchisel, who just got married. Oh, During okay. COVID, he had just a wedding with his family, but congrats, yes. Riley. We're pumped congrats for you. Congrats to Riley and so, Tara. That's big-time stuff. Yes. Good, good. All right. That was, that was a, good, a good story for the good hot seat. Story. Yeah, that was nice. All right, so... Now that we have listed off um, a group of people that we have recognized as freedom fighters and as mm. iconic freedom fighters throughout history, Lander, talk to us a little bit about the vision that they carried for freedom for themselves, but also for the people around them too. Sure thing. So I think one of the things that I noticed when I was researching these freedom fighters and talking about them and learning about them is that they had to have vision, mm. right? They had to, I, I know one of our, our catchphrases earlier or our big ideas was, you know, seeing, understanding what is and seeing what could be. Yeah. But these, these freedom fighters embodied that. Yeah, like for that, sure. They had a vision. And so one of the things they had to see first was they had to see, they had to have a vision to see another perspective. Mm. A lot of people right now are talking about empathy and yeah. that's such a crucial word. So right? important. And empathy is really being able to walk in someone else's shoes, right. which is an extremely difficult thing to do. Yes. So some of these people were fighting for vision for them, for f- fighting for freedom for themselves and the people around them. But some of these people were fighting on behalf of others. Yeah. And exactly. so what they had to have was they had to have the vision to see another perspective. Yeah, that's so true. And you explained it a little bit earlier as like, being willing to stop and listen and learn to as best as you can step into someone else's shoes and see the wall in front of them that is prohibiting them from justice that's That's or from freedom i mean that's blocking their their path to freedom and we i think of like william wilberforce as an incredible example of this someone that was in british parliament probably wealthy very well known in society um not necessarily popular because of what he was fighting for right um but someone who he wasn't a slave that's right he was in a position of power and influence yeah exactly but he was fighting for those who were enslaved that's right and so that's an incredible conviction that he had of being able to step in someone else's someone else's shoes and see what was and do something about it that's right we could go on and on on that list right i mean i think of cory ten boom right yeah her being able to see you know in her father's watch shop right mm-hmm. of like hey how can we use this to help someone who's going through horrific things yeah. right and she didn't have to go to a concentration camp to see what those Jews were going through but she was able to walk in their perspective to hear them to listen to the horror stories yeah. and to see what was happening to families and people and go how can we help and yeah i just think that's amazing the next thing i would talk about is they had to see a vision for a better future mm. Yeah, that's true. I think it's easy to to experience um, like a lack of freedom in whatever way. This could be personally, spiritually, could be socially, yeah. economically, whatever, and just settle. 
That's say right. like, this is what it is, this is the way that it is. That's right. And just roll with it. Yeah. And I think points one and two are so tied together, mm. right? Because if you are if you are unable to see another person's perspective, then like you were saying, you could be content for the rest of your life with your own circumstances. Yeah. But if you're able to step outside of your circumstances, see another person's perspective, walk in their shoes and go, oh man, they need a better future. Yeah. They need a different future. Yeah. I have different opportunities than they have. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what our, part of what our world is being woken up to right now. Yeah, for right? sure. Is to be able to see, I want a vision for a better future for these people. And I'm just envisioning as you say that, like, I hate to, to give this Christianese feeling example, but like Jesus is the ultimate example of that. Amen. Coming down from the throne of heaven to yeah. like the pit of earth. That's right. And the muck and mire of sin and seeing like, no. These people are destined for hell, but I'm going to change that. I have mm. something to say about that. And mm. so to stand in the gap for us yeah. and to give us a way to eternal life. Oof. Like the ultimate example of freedom, of a freedom fighter. Um, but yeah, I think that's exactly what you had. There's a vision for something better, a that's better right. future. The third one we talk about is vision that people can rally around, mm. right? I mean, we talked about when we were studying and preparing for this, we talked about these people that we, we mentioned, you know, Nelson Mandela, Corey Ten Boom, William Wilberforce, Harriet Tubman, all these people, they would have done what they were doing to fight for freedom by themselves till the day they died. Yeah. But they also recognized that they could be so much more effective and, and bring about so much more change if they had a team with them. And for if they sure. had people going with them in the same direction. So they had to have the ability to share a vision that yeah. other people could rally around and work with them and fight with them. Yeah, absolutely. And people like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., his vision was someone's... Mm. Or a vision that was recorded so well yes. um, and documented so vividly in his speeches that he gave and the things that he wrote. And that's right. so that's it's he's an easy person for us to look back that's on right. and say, like, his vision was remarkable. And yeah. all of us would rally around that today. Yeah. Um, but there's also people throughout history that their visions haven't been recorded, that's or right. at least not as well. Um, and so hit Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, vision and... Fight for Freedom was incredibly public mm-hmm. and pretty recent um, and absolutely remarkable, incredible what he was able to accomplish. And the number and the people that he was able to rally around him is just insane. Like, I feel yeah. like every city, to some extent, has some sort of like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. statue, yes. street, park, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, but uh, that's just a testament to to who he is and who he got to rally around him. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing how much his influence was multiplied because yeah. he was able to include other people and rally people around him. Yeah. And then the last thing is just the vision for what is right. Yeah. So often when you go through your life experiencing wrongness in the world, because you're used to it, you can be blinded to it. Mm. So you really need a God-given vision to be able to see that this is not okay. This is not right. This is not the way the world should be. These people, I mean, Nelson Mandela could have easily went through his whole life without any vision, without recognizing something is wrong here. Yeah. Right? All these people, and so they had to have a vision for what is right. I think that's so powerful. No, that's so that's so good. And you said this earlier, but just to reiterate, like the the vision that these fighters for freedom had were not popular. Like mm-hmm. it's easy for us to look back and say, of course Harriet Tubman would help rescue people to to freedom, but like at the time when she was doing that, like you said, the history books, the audience, they weren't applauding her. They were trying to no. kill her. That's right. And the same is true for so many freedom fighters throughout history. Because when power that's being used in an abusive way is coming under attack, then that power is gonna attack back. That's right. And so when we have the courage to say, no, we're gonna fight for freedom, we see that this is wrong, uh, even when it's not popular, 
that's something that's common across the board of these freedom fighters is that they had the vision for what is right mm-hmm. and they were willing to fight for it. Yeah. And vision has to stir action, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Vision without action is dead. <laughs> that's you know? good. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. If it's your own vision and it stays in your mind for the rest of your life, it doesn't do anything for anyone else. Exactly. Vision has to be done for action on behalf of other people. Right? Yeah. I no. love I love what you said, man. You said that, you know, you're not just going to stand in someone else's shoes and do nothing about it. You're going to stand in someone else's shoes. You're going to see the wall that's in front of them and you're going to do whatever you can to knock down that wall. Yeah, absolutely. And I even feel like that empathizing like social media, the news is a great place for that to start. Yes. But that is like the tip, tip, tip of the iceberg. Right. That is in no way the finish line. Yeah. No, no, no. It's the very beginning. It Like when you have those conversations on social media, even, I feel like they're so much different than having them with people that you know, That's people right. that you're sitting down with, you're on the phone with, That's even right. the reactions that you have to one another are way different than yeah. maybe what media tells you they should be. And so I think that we've seen an influx of awareness on social media and on the news any media outlet which is incredible i think it's a really good thing but that's not like that's not the end goal Mm -hmm. at all it's not going to change the hearts of people and so good yeah and so so we're going to end with this thought that being a freedom fighter means you're going to face resistance like there's a reason they're called freedom fighters and we can look back through this list that we mentioned and give examples and look at probably horror stories of places where they faced resistance even before they started the fight for freedom. Yeah. Um, but we also would submit to the fact that freedom is worth fighting for. That's right. It's absolutely worth the fight. So we want to leave you with this challenge. And before we give you the challenge, I want to read a verse for you from Isaiah 58, 10. It says this, If you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness. Oh, I love that. That That's, gives me chills to read. Yes, dude. I love that. It's it's such a beautiful picture of like God's heart. So our challenge for you is this as we close, to be a freedom fighter. Mm. You might think, what? That's way too simple or that's way too big. I can't yeah. be the next <laughs> Nelson Mandela. I can't be the next Martin Luther King Jr. Right. No, but here, here's a couple of different ways you could do it. You could get involved in an organization. Nick, I admire yeah. you a lot, and one of the organizations you're involved in is IJM. Why don't you talk about that for a second? Yeah, IJM is an organization that fights for freedom for primarily women and children who are oppressed um, by abusive power all over the world. That takes mm-hmm. place in the form of like bonded slave labor. It takes place in sex trafficking, cyber sex trafficking, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, and they just fight by going into justice systems that are broken and trying to repair them and mm. convict criminals the way that they should be convicted. Yeah. Um, and so it's a great organization to be a part of. I'm honored to be in the fight for freedom with them. Mm. Um, but there's probably a million others. Yes. Yeah. And one you... of them that comes to mind, of course, is our, our One Word Way partner, No More. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, and they're doing more stuff domestically in the U.S. Right. But what we want to do right now is we want to just, I, this wasn't a part of the show notes, but I just want to say, if, if you feel a prompting from the Lord right now, would you just go to those organizations, go to their websites and find out a way to get involved with them? Yeah. This has nothing to do with One Word, nothing to do with us, but maybe it's giving $5 or maybe yeah. it's finding a way to get involved on an online event and learn more and educate yourself. Yeah. But there are many ways to get involved with those organizations who are doing the right thing to fight for freedom on behalf of others. 100%. Hey, another way to be a freedom fighter is to raise your voice. Absolutely. I think there's oppression all over mm. and it's important to be able to recognize the fact that you have a voice that can be leveraged That's and right. to utilize it well. That's right. And finally, we have to educate and learn. Yeah. Continue to grow personally. Continue to learn about these historical figures, these heroes, these freedom fighters, but also learn about the world that we're living in today. So important to do all of the above. So our challenge again, 
Be a freedom fighter. Yes. Be someone that is going to be willing to stand up and to fight for freedom. This is heavy, but this is good. It's good to have these conversations. And it's awesome to celebrate these champions, these freedom fighters. And we're thankful for them because they've shaped the world that we live in today. So today's episode on freedom, we discussed the big idea that freedom is worth fighting for. And we looked at some noteworthy figures throughout history that have been freedom fighters that are an example that we can look to. We close by talking about the vision that freedom fighters carry and how they can rally people around them and how we, we left with the challenge to be a freedom fighter. We can be freedom fighters. Yes, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining the One Word Podcast today. If you haven't checked out our new freedom shirts, go pick one up at yes. www.onewordbrand.com. And until next time, have a good one. We'll see you.